2021. Looking forward to talking to Stuart Hagerstein from uh, California this morning. Uh, he's been nice enough to give us his time. He's been a, he's a friend of the program. He's been on, obviously, once before after winning his 2016 Mid-Am Championship. And um, he's obviously gone on to, he's obviously gone on to win the uh, 2021 Mid-Am Championship at St. Caddy Head Golf Club. So really looking forward to talking to him. Obviously, unbelievable career he's had. He's um, played in uh, three Walker Cups. He's played in the Masters. Um He's uh, been in the Crump Cup. He's had a really an amazing career. Uh, ate lunch with um, Phil Mickelson and Condoleezza Rice uh, at, at, at uh, Augusta National. So he's really had a, a fantastic run. And uh, so I'm looking forward to talking to him this morning. But we'll be right back. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to On Par with Anthony Scorcia. Pete's Golf. Since 1979, Pete's Golf has been practicing the art of club fitting and has been selected as a top 100 club fitter by Golf Digest magazine. At Pete's Golf, we use the best technology available to create an exceptional fitting experience for every customer that walks into our store. Visit Pete'sGolf.com or call 516-248-6891. That's 516-248-6891 and get your next set of clubs fit for you. Malvi's Equipment Company is the oldest distributor of power equipment on Long Island and has been serving the community for over 100 years. We have two locations for your convenience in Riverhead and Hicksville. Malvi's Equipment offers a diversified line of quality products for golf, sports, and turf, including Jacobson, Redexim Vertidrain, Smithco, and Turfco. We also carry Mahindra and New Holland tractors and construction equipment. Visit our website at malvisequipment.com or call us at 516-681-7600. Hey everyone, this is Chris Fochel with Mizuno. There's no better feeling than having your clubs perfectly dialed in, and with over 2,000 authorized performance fitting partners nationwide, it couldn't be any easier to get custom fit using Mizuno's revolutionary Shaft Optimizer 3D. Find the right shaft and match it with any of our legendary grain flow forgings or our award-winning hot metal irons featuring high-strength chromoly. Visit MizunoGolf.com to find the nearest authorized fitter in your area, and remember, nothing feels like a Mizuno. All right, and we're back. On the line is Stuart Hadjasad. Stuart, how you doing this morning? I'm I'm great. How are you doing? Good, man. I'm just looking at um, you know, I started to read off a little bit stuff in your in your intro, you know, and you look at you what you've accomplished and the Masters, three US Opens, three uh three Walker Cups, um two Mid-Ams. Um, you know, the list is uh, being involved in the Crump Cup. Uh you're living your best life right now, I think. <laughs> it's uh i haven't stopped smiling since friday so it's uh it's it's all good you know we're we're, we're doing great and uh thank you <laughs> you uh how does this one you know in terms of you know every tournament every round has a different sort of feel what did you know when you now that you've had maybe you know a little more than uh you know 24 48 hours to sort of digest this how does this feel compared to the first one um it's it's different um i think i think i have a little bit better understanding of how to decompress and how to kind of compartmentalize you know what's happened um Mm -hmm. i i think you know as much as i'm enjoying it and as much you know i guess as, as proud as i am of myself um you know it's an incredible accomplishment i think that 
you know, I, I've, I've been able to kind of get back in the swing of things um, in other parts of my life a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think as much as listeners, you know, may not like hearing this or whatever it may be, but I think, you know, there's, there's the, the group of us that follow obviously amateur golf and, you know, golf, you know, in general, you know, it's a very tight knit group and it's a very small world, but um, you know, it's, it's been fun to kind of realize that there's so many people that don't know, nor do they really care. And, <laughs> right. you know, to, to kind of basically just, you know, keep a relatively low profile, you know, when I'm home and, you know, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's nice to kind of be, um, you know, pretty just hidden, I guess you could say. Right. Yeah. There's a certain disconnect, right. You know, the, the, and on some levels it's what makes what you've done, so special because you share that with a very intimate group. I mean, like you said, there's, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people who listen and watch and play golf, but on the level that where you have a radio show or whatever, or they pay attention to it on levels that I do or, and other uh, major organizations, um, it's still a very small group. Doesn't that make it feel a little more appreciative, a little more, um, more fun, uh, to to share that with a very small group as much as it is to disappear, as you say, when you're disconnected from it? Oh, 100%. I mean, you know, the group of people that have reached out to me has been unbelievable. And, um, you know, every single text or email or whatever that's kind of gone through has, has meant the absolute world to me. And, you know, it's it's a really, really special, you know, segment, you know, that, that follows amateur golf and obviously that, that does care and you know, a lot of those people are, are, and have become very close personal friends, you know, that have kind of gone beyond the golf course and no, it means the world. And it's certainly not in any way to discount, you know, the immense amount of joy that it brings me. I was just more kind of making you know, the comments that, you know, that there's, there's also more to, more to life besides it, but no, hundred percent. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. And I feel very lucky and very fortunate. How much did you know about San Caddy before you got there? How, you know, I don't know what your schedule was like prior to. I know you did the, you played in the Trump Cup. I mean, the um, Crump uh, Cup, but it, I don't know how much you even, if you ever been there before. Did you just go and just do a practice round? Uh, how did that work out? Yeah. So regarding San Caddy, um, I had heard people call it mini shinny. So I played Shinnecock's so like. I knew what that was like. And then people kind of said, it's basically that, just, you know, a little bit smaller, um, obviously, you know, if it's windy, then the elements are, are a big part of, you know, what makes that golf course great. Um, and kind of what some of the variables that provide the challenge there. But, um, I really didn't know a lot about it. Um, I knew it was an amazing venue. I knew it was very difficult to get to it. Obviously I had a nice week, but, you know, going back to the crumps the week before, I mean, I didn't play a practice round there. I flew out from LA at five 30 cause I had to be in LA for a bunch of things. And, um, I got into New Jersey about 1230, 1am, no practice round, just went to it. And I kind of did the same thing at Sankity. I, I had a bunch of things I had to do Monday through, I flew back home Sunday night and, um, Monday through Wednesday, I had to be in LA. Mm-hmm. So I flew to Chicago on Wednesday night. Uh, I got in about 1 a.m. and then I hopped on a flight uh, early Thursday morning and played. I was tired, so I just played nine and then walked the other nine and played 18 at the other place at my Comet uh, on Friday morning. And then um, I teed it up Saturday morning. 
no rest for the weary uh, for, for Stuart had to say. It's, uh, it's not the easiest balance. People might be a little surprised to hear that schedule. <laughs> I flew to and from the East Coast twice in the span of 14 days, <laughs> and I think I played 17 rounds of golf in 14 days. So I, I'm very tired, and <laughs> it's, it's, nice that it's, it's, it's nice to take some time off. Yeah, I imagine you're gonna you're gonna tuck those clubs away for a while. Um, yeah. Was what was San Caddy? Was it like what you expected? Was it a mini shitty? Can you take us a little? Just tell us a little bit about how it played that week that you uh, in which you performed so well. Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, I, I, I it was relatively forgiving off the tee. Um, the fescue seemed to be down, so there was a lot of flyers. You know, if the fescue was up, that obviously would have provided you know uh, a different type of challenge for sure right um you know there was a little bit of wind enough to to, to make it you know just to add that extra variable that i talked about so mm-hmm. um you know I, it probably blew 20 or 25 you know to again just to kind of create something else for us out there um the greens got firmer and faster throughout the week and the golf course was set up really well i mean it was it had kind of a linksy seaside feel but at the same time um I'm trying to think like I, I played an event at this place called the country club of Fairfield when I was living in New York and oh, yeah, sure. it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of that. And I, I had a pretty good week that week, but um, no, it reminded me a little bit of, um, of, of that course in the sense that it was kind of on the ocean, but not necessarily linksy, but also not parklandy. Right. Um, it sure. was just, it was a neat, it was a neat, it was a cool spot. Yeah. That's awesome. Sounds awesome. Did, was your, did you, you know, with all the traveling that you were doing, you have a lot of obligations, school, um, you know, whatever kind of work you you know work you're doing, and 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 golf. Did you feel like you were in a good spot, you know, playing wise? You obviously, if it's on those types of golf courses, ball striking when it's blowing 25 miles an hour, um, has to be somewhat of a premium. Um, you know, how did you feel going in versus as it went on? <laughs> um. Well, I'm very behind. If that's if that's what you were <laughs> alluding to in, in one context, I'm very behind. Right. Um, yeah. No, I felt. Uh, you know, I, I felt like I was hitting it well, and I felt that um, you know I played well at the Crump the week before. I think you know if 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 it was different where I went from the Midium to the Crump versus the Crump to the Midium, it may have been slightly different because Pine Valley is a place that, for anyone that's never played it, is very. Is a very tight, intimidating golf course, especially off the tee. Yeah. Um, you know, versus going to Sankey, where it was a little bit more open. Gotcha. And I think, I, I think that you know the way that that worked out is was really helpful. Also, you know, nothing against the Crump, um, but you know, obviously, the Crump is an amazing event. But the build-up and letdown if you don't play as well from the medium, you know, is is pretty taxing. You yeah, know, I, I, sure. I've, I've made it a good way before. And despite losing in the finals of the crump, I was still able to kind of take the positives from that and to build those into the medium versus mm-hmm. if it was the alternative, I might've been a little bit more let down. Right. Sure. No, that's understandable. And you were, you were part of some, you know, you were down a little bit in the, when you won the original, your first mid-am you you know you were down in this um it, it, during this tournament as well um significantly down in some in one match uh, i'm just curious what is it about you and your game that allows you to recover so well 
Well, in this mid-am, I trailed for one hole the whole week. So, um, yeah, I, I may have. Uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll switch the narrative on you there. I mean, yeah. I, um, I, I played well this week. I, I trailed for one hole. It was against Stephen Bear. It was after the, it was after the fifth hole. And, right. Um, you know, I, I, I had a good week. But, no, I, I got up seven against Mark and played really well. But I knew that, you know, he's an amazing player. And, he was going to be able to kind of ride the ship and um, you know, he, he came back. So to be able to kind of, you know, just keep the pedal to the metal and to be able to, uh, to hope, you know, just to kind of bend him off was, was something I'll take with me for a long time. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a, a win's a win. It doesn't matter how you get it, but um, some are, some are prettier than others, but sure. You know, it's, um, it's pretty cool. The uh, tell me a little bit about the the situation with uh, Christian Cease. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name, but um, you know you had that sort of um, uh, that situation. Obviously, some very good sportsmanship was displayed um, by him, and then you afterwards tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I um, you know a, a few media guys and people have kind of taken the story and run with it, but you know if it paints me in a great light, then. Hey, sure. I'll, I'll take it. Um, I mean, shoot, I won't, won't turn down good, won't turn down good press. Um, sure. no, I listen. So he, there was a hole. he went long. It was a back pin. I had a great wedge in there to about, I don't know, 10 feet. He goes long. He asked me to move my mark. Um, I say, sure. I move it. Uh, he hits his chip. It runs, call it eight feet by the pin. And, um, you know, I kind of move into it. I start going through, you know, my process of looking at the pot and kind of going through the whole deal, lining it up. And I was, I must've been stepping into it or something. I have no idea, but you know, he makes the comment, Hey, did you move it back? And I didn't. And if, if I hit that pot, then I go and I lose the hole. So, you know, for him to get two down with, if you know, after that three to go, you know, to, to have the, you know, presence of mind and the sportsmanship, I, I guess, you know, to, to make that call and to go to me was pretty unbelievable. Um, obviously, I went and hit the putt, and if I'd made it, I wouldn't have been, wouldn't have had the situation to give him his, but, you know, I missed. And, um, yeah, I just, you know, I I don't really have anything else to say here other than right. it. after I hit it, you know, I, I missed, and I was annoyed for a couple seconds, and then it kind of hit me. It was like, hey, if you missed that, like, or if you hit that, you know, you lose the hole and it just felt like the right thing to do. And I, you know, I give him a lot of credit for, you know, him telling me to move it. And, um, you know, I guess it was kind of a neat moment for the two of us that we were able to maybe display, you know, some sportsmanship, which is what makes our game so great. But, um, yeah, not a lot of guys on the, uh, not a lot of guys on the NFL saying, um, you know what, you better give us 10 yards. I held the guy. So, uh, (laughs) you know, but yeah, Yeah, it it is a nice moment. Totally. It was a neat moment. Um, you know, if, 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 if the media wants to build it up, you know, something, you know, that paints us both in a great light and awesome, but you know, it was just, it was really cool of him and I give him a ton of credit. Well, I, you know, maybe the media does build, build it up. I don't, I don't know. I just think it's a great moment. I think, um, I think we live, um, you know, where we wonder about sometimes, uh, people's motivations and stuff like that and everything, you know, everything gets a little crazy and it's just nice to know that 
there is still a little perspective out there and that there's something a little bigger than winning a hole, winning, a, winning the tournament, whatever it is that, you know, like you said, it was the, doing things the right way and doing the right thing. Um, I, I don't know needs to be built up. It's just, it's just nice to recognize that, um, that it was a nice moment between the two of you and that, um, and that there are two people with a really wonderful perspective about what they're doing and about, um, they're playing a game and yeah, they want to win, but, um, there's something bigger than the win. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I totally agree. You know, um, so it comes with some, uh, some a couple of big things. Are, are you excited now for another trip back to the Masters and then the U.S. Open? A likely trip to the a, Masters. A likely trip. I'm sorry. You're right. A Hopefully likely, a likely trip. A likely trip. Um, I, this is not breaking no, news, people. I don't want to be tending. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a no, likely I, trip. I, I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not putting the, the horse before the, the cart on that one. Yeah, uh, yeah. The cart, cart the for the, on that one. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I got to be honest, I'm really just kind of trying to enjoy the moment of what just happened last week. Right. You know, if, 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 and hopefully when that time comes, you know, I can, I can give that the appropriate amount of thought, but there's a lot of other things I need to take care of in the time being. And it's a, it's a pretty amazing thing. And, um, you know, it's, it's obviously a very, very special, uh, you know, time and venue to me. And hopefully we have the opportunity to go back there and to, to be a part of it. Okay, I won't. Uh, we won't delve any more <laughs> into that. But I do want to. Is that, I, is, that, is, that, is that is that as political as like? That's good. well. No, I, it's smart. I mean, if I were in your position, I would have done the same thing. I never would want to put the car before the horse for sure. I, yeah. you know, I. Um, but let me let me go back to you. I because on all accounts, everything that you know I've read um, about you in terms of you seem to really do, and we touched upon it with the sportsmanship. But this sort of. Um, very even keeled perspective being able to play under the gun like you said um you know in in some articles but also just having this perspective of what you do and that there are other things outside of what you uh, outside of golf that you have passions for um you know as we talked about you are going you're still you know back in school finishing up um trying to balance that out and future work employment whatever the case may be uh have you always been a kid who sort of had this sort of um i don't know um old soul perspective so to speak i mean uh is it something that's always been a trait of yours Oh, I have put on an incredible facade. I'm incredibly immature, and <laughs> I have fooled everybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, listen. I, I I give a lot of credit to my parents first and foremost. The older you get, the the more you kind of appreciate how incredible of a job they did. And I think everyone listening can can kind of resonate with that. And sure. You know, I, I I look at them, and the older I get, and I'm kind of just like, oh my gosh, like you did, you know, just an amazing job. But the other part of it, I would say, and, you know, some of the people that have reached out, you know, we talked about earlier as far as people in the world of amateur golf, and, you know, we're very lucky that we get the opportunity to kind of spend time around some amazing places and to surround ourselves with some people that, you know, beyond the golf course are, are pretty incredible people. Um, you know, they've, they've accomplished far more than what their legacy is on the golf course, and that kind of translates to who they are as, as people as well. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, the opportunity to kind of spend time around a lot of those guys um, you know, and, and girls, you know, it's something that I really kind of 
you know, I'm, I'm very lucky for, I'm very fortunate of, and, um, you know, I, I, what you do on the golf course is obviously, you know, something special and neat and you get, you know, if you play well, you get a lot of credit for it, but there's a lot of people that, that have, you know, personality qualities and traits that, that I kind of aspire to be like. And, um, you know, hopefully if I've done half as much as, as what they've done, you know, then it turned out okay. How much is that the um, one last thing is how much that that perspective and the fact that you, you know, decided a while ago that you would you didn't want to come become a pro um, that you wanted to stay an amateur that you realize that there's a lot more than golf, that it's not uh, for dinner uh, or a mortgage or whatever the case may be, but that it's um, almost like, you know, it's a it's a it's a passion, it's a hobby, it's a, you know, it's a little more than a hobby, but, um, but is there a certain level of freedom that comes with that, knowing that uh, you don't need to put food on the table, that you're there because you love it, you love the game, you might love a particular venue, um, you get to choose where you play, um, you, you know, obviously you're not picking the venues, but the, you get to pick the venues that you want to play at, um, you know, how much does that freedom help you in your game? No, that's really well said. I mean, I, I think a lot about, you know, a lot of the, the places that I've had the chance to, to go and play at. And, you know, part of what makes golf and competitive golf so much fun for me is really that, you know, you do have other things going on. Um, relative to you know, a lot of guys out there, I, I don't play that much. People might find it hard to believe that you can check various, you know, kind of ranking systems that show mm-hmm. off your events. Um, you know, if it's if I'm not playing in a bigger event, I'm – I'm not competing. I mean, I'll put in the work, you know, to kind of prepare for it accordingly, but I, I, you know, I, I, I take my time off pretty seriously. Um, so I, I think part of what makes, you know, again, to answer your question, part of what makes competitive golf so much fun for me is the fact that you do have other things going on and, um, you know, it's, it isn't your entire life, I guess you could say. Sure. What is, if you don't mind my asking, what is, I, I know you are going to lock the clubs away. What is time off, um, quote unquote time off, because uh, I know it's not really going to be per se, uh, but what does time off look for you, look like for you? Um, well, I'm super behind, so let's start there. I need to make sure I'm still enrolled at the end of the semester. Um, <laughs> I, I think I have a pretty good idea of where I'm working after business school, so I'd like to, I'd like to lock that down. Um, I haven't signed anything, but I've essentially been offered a spot after school. So I'd like to think it at that set in stone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll work, I'll work out a bunch and I love to play paddle and pickleball. So I'll, I'll play a, you know, a good bit of that, maybe a little bit of tennis, but I don't know. I'll just, I'll just do other things, you know, when, so that when the time comes where, you know, you begin to kind of get that anxiety to, to want to practice and want to, you know, go get ready and prepare, you know, then, then we'll be fired up to do that. But until that happens, like, I just want to focus on other things and I basically just I want to I want to kind of give that that desire to prepare like I I have no like I'm not going to go do a putting drill for the sake of doing it like I just right I want to put it away and focus on other things. Sure. I mean you have essentially, you know, you're trying to basically do what 
a lot of us in the Northeast have to do. I mean, you know, we're not going, you know, in the I'm winter, totally. we're not really doing stuff. So, in a, in, a, in a way, we're sharpening that edge for when golf. Totally. I mean, we might take a trip or stuff, but you're, you're essentially doing what we're forced to do here in the Northeast. You're just doing it with other things and, and then waiting for that edge to be sharp that you feel like, okay, I really need to get back at it. Exactly, right? So, like, when March comes around, you're itching to go practice and to go, you know, do that. Yep. You know, for me, like, if I want to go scratch the itch, like, yeah, I'll put in a podcast or something and I'll go chip or whatever. Uh, or, you know, but but for the most part, it's it's exactly, exactly what you just said. Yeah. Well, I mean, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to talk with me. You've been a really um, – you've been a good friend to the program, and I know we're not, uh, you know – golf channel and these big places but we do appreciate you uh taking the time to to talk with with me and and coming on the show uh it, it's been a blast to know you and it's been a blast to uh get to talk to you and then watch you continue to have the success that you've been having well thank you no anything i can do to help i really appreciate that so thank All you right. you come calling and i'll answer <laughs> well thank you hopefully uh one day i'll be out there and i'll come calling and we can uh, maybe tee it up but that would be uh, I'll make sure it's uh, during when you're when you're on and the and the cab light is not off. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Sounds great. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Take care. Thank you, Stuart. No problem. Anytime. All right. That was Stuart had just said the 2021 Mid-Am winner. Thank you, folks, for listening this week. You're listening to On Par with Anthony Scorcia.